everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Wharton FinTech Podcast. I'm your host, Anirudh Singh. Our guest today is Sherwin Gandhi, co-founder and president of Jeeves, a YC and A16Z-backed company focused on building international financial infrastructure from scratch. Sherwin studied computer science and quantitative finance before beginning his career at JP Morgan, focused on credit technology. He later moved to the fixed income floor and the equity derivatives floor during the financial crisis. After JP Morgan, he ran a hedge fund and worked at a startup, helping the company get acquired by StubHub. During his time here, Sherwin acutely felt the need for a more cohesive cross-border banking infrastructure stack, inspiring him to start Jeeves. In today's episode, we discuss Sherwin's learnings from YC, Jeeves' whirlwind last few months, and Jeeves' cross-border and product expansion strategy. We end today's session with a rapid-fire round of questions. Hope you enjoy the show! So hi, Sherwin, and thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Super excited to have you here. Uh, how are you doing and where are you, uh, where are you calling in from? I'm doing well, Anirudh. I'm calling in from Austin, and it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Amazing. And let's jump right into it. Uh, so for the listeners that don't know, could you just provide an overview of your career to date and how you became involved in fintech? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually studied computer science and quantitative finance at an engineering school, um, and then started my career at JP Morgan in credit technology. So that was a risk management and a software engineering role combined. Um, I then moved over to the uh, fixed income floor where I structured and traded bonds. And you know we used a lot of computer science there as well, Excel and C++ to model trades. Then moved to the equity derivatives floor at JP Morgan. And this was during the financial crisis of, you know I guess, 2004 through 2009. So I saw a lot of interesting risk occur and you know compared that against the models we were putting together which which was also pretty quantitative after JP Morgan I went on to run a hedge fund and also worked at a startup with uh, one of the co-founders of StubHub who had just started his next venture and you know we built that business into a billion dollar plus business and we used a lot of payments technology and modeling there on the working capital loans and, and ticketing that we were doing. So overall, during that course of 13 or 14 years, there was kind of a convergence of technology and, and finance. And I think, you know, fintech became fintech at the end of that. And, and that's kind of what led me to uh, the current venture. I'm sure there's a lot of differences between working for JP Morgan and founding a company, but I'm curious if there was anything that you could take away from your time, uh, you know, working in financial services, particularly as a trader, that has helped you with Jeeves? Yeah, so, you know, at Jeeves, we're building a financial services company. And I think the, the opportunities that are available to entrepreneurs now are, they're so vast that you can, you can build what was almost impossible 10 or 15 years ago, which is uh, truly a competitor to the traditional financial services companies. So understanding a balance sheet, understanding risk, uh, credit, all of the sort of necessary functions that are needed to build a financial services company, seeing how that was done at a world-class investment bank has helped tremendously as you know, Jeeves has been growing and it's helped me actually build this business to scale um, and support the growth that we're seeing these days. And we'll jump more into Jeeves in a second, but I also wanted to quickly talk about your time with Y Combinator. What are the biggest things that kind of stand out to you from your time there? Any, any big learnings or aha moments uh, that you didn't have beforehand? Yeah, I, you know, Y Combinator, I didn't know much about until I joined the program. I think I, I knew a lot of what, you know, we might find on the internet, but until you're part of the program, it's impossible to really know how the program benefits founders. You know, they have a very, very firm focus on product and customers, 
which is one of the best ways to find, you know, launch an early stage business and find product market fit is just talking to customers and trying to launch software very fast. So I think is being able to spend six, eight weeks just focusing on the problem set is incredibly important. And why Combinator, uh, you know, really honed in on that. And it was nice to have a platform, you know, to build our business out and then eventually go on to raise capital during demo day. Very cool. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about Jeeves. Why did you decide initially to start the company? And, and can you expand a little bit more on what the company's focused on? Absolutely. So when I was running the parts of the ticket platform that I mentioned earlier, as well as the, the hedge fund that I ran, so those were multi-country businesses. We had bank accounts in different countries, and that meant having a checking account in each country. That meant having a, you know, a credit card in each country. These days, we know banks aren't the most cost-efficient way to send foreign exchange. And so you might have a Revolut or a TransferWise for that platform. And really, the point was, it was incredibly fragmented banking stack right, for each country. So we're live in one country. That means two to three potential vendors. And then when you're trying to close the books at the end of the month, that's 10, 12, 14 data sources to then aggregate and close the books. And you know, we, we also had... Because we were running a cross-border business, it was difficult for a bank in one country to look at a global business because they were only familiar with that geography. So to solve that pain point really meant building an infrastructure business from scratch and then layering on software to connect all the dots. And that's what Jeeves is, is you know, the goal here is to build a borderless business bank. And the way we do that is we find integrations for the three things that customers want to do with a bank. One is lending, which is borrow money. Two is make payments. And three is make deposits. And to do that, we, we build integrations in all different countries, roll it up into a really nice piece of software that provides expense management. And that, what we want to do is be the sole financial stack for our customers who are typically other entrepreneurs. I'm just curious kind of what hammered home for you the the need for small businesses to kind of get this, this form of capital in an easier way? Was it pastime in lending? Was it talking to customers through YC? Or was it the startup experience that you mentioned or, or a combination of all three? I think as, as an entrepreneur, there are two things to focus on um, aside to actually building a great product that, that you know, delighting customers. There's also capitalizing the business. And when you raise money as an entrepreneur, if you're raising it from somebody else, you're probably giving up on economics and control, right? In some way, shape, or form. And what's beneficial to entrepreneurs is being able to borrow money, use the money to build the business versus selling a stake in their business in exchange for equity, because then you, you, you have less ownership. And so part of the mission at Jeeves is to provide that debt capital, that lending capital early in a business's life cycle to help entrepreneurs get off the ground, right? And actually go build a product that uh, creates jobs and helps their customers. And I think that's been really exciting to do at the ground level of, of commerce, which is working with other entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized businesses who've been traditionally underserved, both by traditional financial services companies and just in general, you know, finding capital to start a business is hard to do. And so that, that's what we're really looking to do is give them the tools they need in a non-dilutive fashion to go build their business. And, and you mentioned a couple of times the multi-country and cross-border nature of, of what you're working on. 
what makes international expense management so much harder than, than when you're focusing on one country? And what have others gotten wrong in the past that you hope to solve with Jeeves? It's a great question. I think, I think we've seen a lot of innovation in payments and expense management on a country-by-country country basis. And now with the trend in globalization, which, which has been happening for decades, we're seeing venture capital in, in particular flow from the United States to a lot of other countries, a lot of other regions, right? And, and in fact, when I was in Y Combinator, uh, 35% of our batchmates were founder operators that were outside of this country. And what that meant is that they were, you know, similar to my experience at my previous startup, you have a bank account in the United States that you're raising money into, but you're in a different country managing your operation there. So now when you're trying to actually do your FP&A analysis, or you're trying to do your taxes and just see what your general balance sheet looks like, it's cumbersome to look at, you know, to look at multiple countries and multiple platforms. And so for us, you know, building a platform that provides that unified view is incredibly powerful. So we're still finding, you know, entrepreneurs who have to kind of piecemeal their financial stack together. And, and Jeeves is, you know, the, the idea here is to really solve that and help entrepreneurs focus on their business versus aggregating vendors. Are there any sectors that you've been focusing on or the, the founders and entrepreneurs and SMBs that you partner with have been focusing in on? So we work with a, a wide variety of customers on the venture capital backside. We work with accelerator stage companies all the way up to what I deem is like enterprise level venture capital back startups. These are folks that might be two or three years old, but they've raised hundreds of millions of dollars of equity capital or even in the billions. And our customers, you know, some of them, the verticals are all kind of spread across industries on that side of the um, customer base. On the SMB side, uh, again, there's a wide range of the size and revenue of these businesses, but they span all different industries. And that it's actually been very exciting to see our customers thrive across different industries, right? We have some that just focus on developing software. We have some that are um, manufacturing goods. So for us to see our customers be able to raise capital because they've received a line of credit from Jeeves is, is incredibly exciting across all verticals. It's impressive that your business model is, is nimble enough to handle such a vast array of, of startups. What, what is the challenge, though, to selling, with, to selling two startups and to SMBs? It's so they're inundated with options. You know, we because we're a global company. One thing I see a lot when I'm looking at the landscape is that we have local competition, and a lot of times that local competition happens to be local banks. So the good news is we have a software, and we actually focus on workflows in particular to solve the customer pain points. And so whenever we're selling against these incumbents, so to speak, or, or folks that are local. One big advantage we have is the fact that we focus on workflows and we're very well capitalized. So if we combine lending capital with workflows and makes literally makes people's lives easier on a day-to-day basis, that's a huge win for us and customers see that. I think the other, what's actually nice about early stage companies is that they're early adopters. So we get in at the ground floor when they're actually putting all their financial services stacked together and they're able to start with Jeeves and grow with Jeeves which is very nice because as they grow with us, we're able to provide them with more um, goods and you know, basically services that can help them on a day-to-day basis to execute. And I want to talk a little bit more about your expansion plan. So I noticed you started in Mexico and Canada and have since expanded quite successfully 
and to Colombia, the UK, and the US. So first question is, is why did you start uh, in the countries that you started in? And the, the follow-up would be, how do you choose which countries to expand into, or is it driven largely by uh, the customers you've been attracting? I love this question because a lot of what we do is very data-driven. And what I mean by that is in Mexico, um, that country has a very rich set of underwriting data. So when, when it comes to tax returns, when it comes to seeing the performance of our customers and what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis, we have that data available to us, which then enables us to lend to those customers. And we're able to do it in a way that is cheaper and a lot faster than uh, the incumbents in Mexico. Not only that, but these lines of credit can be much larger than what folks are traditionally used to. And that's because our underwriting is very focused on the data itself versus having one underwriting box and like a very limited range of options for, for customers. And so we always look at data and the technology capabilities. So we started in Mexico largely because that was a, uh, a very unaddressed market, especially two years ago, right? When, when we were looking at which markets to sort of MVP in. And um, that country actually doesn't use a whole lot of corporate cards because the, the credit card acceptance rates are relatively low. Now, the advantage that I saw immediately was to offer the payment method that folks in, in Mexico, you know, the vendors want to accept. Just by doing that exercise, what we did at Jeeves in Mexico was we launched cards, then added in local payments. And when you look at invoice payment in Mexico, most invoices get paid on one of those two methods. And so that brought on the idea of, hey, let's incorporate all payment methods that folks would want to use to pay their bills, right? And that's how we keep the sort of transaction flow on our platform. Once that MVP kind of looked very successful, that's when we started going country by country and kind of building out that model. So, you know, Canada, um, the UK, Colombia, US, these are all places where there's rich data and the integrations exist for us to be able to quickly launch our model. Do you factor in at all like the existing lending rates that exist in the country? Uh, is that part of your decision-making process or, or not really? We try... We try not to do that. What we try to do is look at our own risk modeling and you know, figure out you know, if the incumbent, for, I mean, to your point, if we know that certain loans are being sold at a 40% or a 50% APR, definitely want to question why, because maybe the risk is priced right, or maybe it's not. And you know, the data that we look at, we try and extrapolate a point of view based on that. So you know, one thing that I find really exciting, given my background in banking and credit, there is a lot of dry powder on Wall Street, on the credit side that could be deployed to entrepreneurs in these countries. But the distribution mechanism doesn't exist, right? How do you lend to a startup in Mexico? How do you lend to an early stage startup in the US? Like these, these customers are just generally underserved because they're deemed to be high risk and hard to underwrite. But they actually have a lot of data. And so the opportunity I see at Jeeves is to actually connect the street to entrepreneurs and start distributing capital to uh, customers in places that it's never been distributed before. And so to do that, we really have to use a blank canvas and think about lending data-driven, right? Versus what's been done in the past. Yeah, I haven't heard about like distribution channels talked about 
in quite in that way with regards to like moving capital around. Um, it's really interesting that you bring that up alongside the data advantage that you have. Um, yeah, continue. software, you know, I think software, you know, we, we do hear about how software is driving a lot of payments flow these days, right? FinTech is sort of taking up every company's become a FinTech. We hear that. I think that that trend is is holding true, which is the customer, you know, 15 or 20 years ago may have had a direct relationship with a brick and mortar bank. And now a credit card that you use might be issued by a FinTech, which is building on an API, which eventually connects to a bank or a processor. Loan origination, you know, might be with a fintech, but on the back end is maybe a traditional player. And so that there's an intermediary now that's providing a better customer experience and they actually control the distribution of capital. Um, and, th- and that's, you know, to your point, like that's what's so interesting about this is we're finding new distribution methods, which is helping folks deploy capital, but it's, more importantly, it's helping our customers get access to capital, which is great. Continuing on the topic of growth, uh, but to Jeeves's financial growth, you very quickly raised your Series A and Series B rounds over the last few months. Uh, that must have been a whirlwind experience for you. Can you talk a little bit more about that process? Absolutely. So Jeeves raised its seed round when Y Combinator summer 2020 batch wrapped up, and that was actually just about a year ago now. The company experienced a significant amount of growth between then and early 2021, which was really exciting. And so the metrics were just trending in a way that made sense for us to look around. And, and you know, preemptively, we received interest for a Series A, which was great. After the Series A, as a startup founder, it, it's an incredible privilege to have the ability to recruit the best team, to work with the best vendors, right? To build the best technology. And so for me personally, it's been, it's just been a privilege to take this vision and idea and get resources behind it. Just like folks that are incredibly smart and talented helping with the vision and the mission, and then to have a strong balance sheet. So the series A and the B brought a lot of equity capital and the business has been growing, you know, tremendously this year. We also raised a round of $100 million of debt. And uh, that deal is, is one of the most complex and interesting ones I've personally worked on because it allows us to lend into these different countries. The direct impact is we're providing you know, money to other founders, which is fantastic. But yeah, it's been a whirlwind year and, and it's just been a privilege to have these resources to help drive the mission and the vision at Jeeves. Have you noticed your role change at all during this time? Uh, A lot of leaders comment on the role evolving from a product role to more of an HR role or working entirely with VCs. Uh, Have you noticed that at all? Yeah, the role changes as the company grows, you know, recruiting and and raising capital, it it just becomes more and more part of the day-to-day, which is fantastic because I think capital itself is the lifeblood of any business. So you know, it's important to focus on that. And talent is actually what helps, you know, that's what drives everything, the right team, the right culture, having the right skill set and enthusiasm and really hiring folks that are better than you is something that I, you know, I focus a lot of my time on that. Now, the vision and the roadmap are still, you know, those are very near and dear to me. And it's fun too, because as, as we have find more resources, bigger team, more capital, it allows us to be more creative. And so we can build things a lot faster. So the role has changed, but it's become just sort of really nice to be able to spend a lot of my time executing on the vision and and gathering, you know, more resources for the company. 
And I noticed on, on LinkedIn, it says you're hiring. So maybe it's a good time for a shameless plug here. Uh, any particular functions uh, you guys are looking for? Jeeves is hiring all across the board. We have, we have roles open in, in risk, finance, uh, engineering, product, sales, marketing, pretty much everything. And it's also a fully distributed team. So just as an example, we have roughly 100 folks on the team now and less than 10 are here in the United States. So we're gathering talent from all over the world and, and it's actually helping us on the company's DNA because we see a lot of culture, we see a lot of skills coming in from, from all over and it helps us actually become a better company. But any, we're, we're always looking for great talent. Fantastic. Sounds like you're building a great environment there. I'm just jumping back to the fundraise one more time. Uh, I also noticed there was quite a few founders that were part of your Series B, which I think is, is amazing and probably a wealth of knowledge that's available to you now. But you don't see that very often. Why did you go about looking for, for founders to ap- add to your cap table? You know, Anir, during my journey as an entrepreneur, the opinions of other founders have helped tremendously during that journey. So the, the founder experience is a lot of ups and it's a lot of downs. And, you know, just having sort of a set of, of folks that you can bounce ideas off of, bounce situations off of, um, is incredibly powerful. So, you know, I would encourage any entrepreneur to bring on other founders um, as investors to help them kind of navigate the waters as they build big businesses. That's been extremely helpful. Great. And maybe we can zoom out a little bit now. I would love to get some of your perspectives on fintech industry as a whole. You've already provided a little bit, but uh, anything that you're particularly excited about in fintech over the next three to five years? Yeah, I I really do think, um, and I, I really do think we're building the future of banking at Jeeves. What I'm really excited about in industry is that there's so many use cases for finance that are being built by entrepreneurs. There are companies that only do one type of loan product and they're crushing it. Or there are companies that just do one type of workflow solution and they're crushing it. I think over the next three to five years, I'm very interested to see the trend in M&A. Because I think there will be a bundling of workflows in a good way, not in a bad way, right? We've experienced sort of open banking and the unbundling of financial services. And now I think we're in this innovative span of fintech uh, where we're trying new ideas and seeing what works. And then I think those are going to converge at some point where there's a great sort of unified solution for a couple different use cases. I, I don't know what it looks like. I'm also interested, you know, with the trend, how Jeeves sort of in parallel is participating in that process. I think what we're doing is we're building a lot of the items that are required to build a global business. And um, across lending, payments, and deposits, we're looking to be very thoughtful about assembling a world-class platform. So, you know, there's a lot that's going to happen in three to five years, but I do think financial services um, starts to look a little more like a digital bank. Yeah, I was reading an article a few weeks back and it was talking about how fintech has kind of atomized each part of financial services. So any offering you can think of, there's a fintech that's focusing specifically on that. And so I completely agree that uh, as part of the natural order of things, like an M&A uh, splurge to rebundle some of those atomized you know, points uh, makes a lot of sense. I'm going to ask you a little bit of a harder question now. Which areas of fintech are you a little bit bearish on or that you think might be overhyped right now? Yeah, this is a good question. I think overhyped or you know, saturated, I don't know how to characterize it, but 
I think what's great is that there are a lot of the same businesses coming out, right? So there's multiple expense management solutions. There's multiple corporate cards. The list goes on, right? You can name multiple of each category. I'm curious to see, and this, this is tied to the previous question, which is which of these solutions wins and why? Oftentimes, you know, a founder or business will stumble upon something that might look like a bug or a, but wasn't a feature and it all of a sudden becomes something customers love. So I would say definitely in those categories, there's, there's probably a lot of saturation, but I, I am curious, you know, in the next year or two, obviously with funding cycles, companies have to show metrics. You have to show growth. You have to show customers and we'll see kind of which ideas win here. I think the categories are valid. It's a question of like, you know, how many, do we have 10 or do we have one or two? Great answer. And the last thing I wanted to do in this conversation is help our listeners get to know you a little bit better uh, with a rapid fire round of questions. Uh, so we're hoping to get answers here in 10 seconds or less. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. I'll try and keep Let's it short. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so when you're not working, uh, how do you like to spend your time? Well, I've, I've got two kids and I'm married, so I try and spend time with, with them as much as possible. And outside of that, I love space. I've, I've watched space time on YouTube and just kind of learning about, you know, the physics of uh, space. So that's interesting. How old are your kids? <laughs> my son is three years old and my daughter is five years old. Amazing. Well, wow. Thank you for uh, taking some time out to talk with us. Of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is something that most people don't know about you? Yeah, I guess tied to the, uh, the kids, I left my last job in uh, 2019 to start Jeeves. My son was, uh, he was a baby at the time, and my daughter was, was you know, just over two. Just had a lot of conviction in the business, and, and uh, you know, my wife kind of carried the, the ship for a while, uh, over a year, until uh, we got some funding. Oh, well, I'm sure she'll be happy to hear that uh, when this episode comes out. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> Uh, what's the favorite vacation you've been on? I love going to India, you know, spending time with friends, spending time with family and eating and drinking good stuff is, is just always fun. I, you know, mm -hmm. that's always my favorite thing to do. Uh, what was your favorite subject in school? Anything that required solving puzzles, mainly chemistry, math, uh, comp sci, things like that. I, I really enjoyed. I would have guessed physics based on the space answer. Physics was a little hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got it. Um, okay. Last question. And you can take a little longer on this one. Uh, what does success look like for you and from Jeeves? I, I think it, you know, we are, are Jeeves. We're building a solution that's helping entrepreneurs build their own businesses and keep more ownership. I would like nothing more than for Jeeves to, to the, be the business bank of choice in the long run here. The vision is really to build a workflow solution on top of all the financial services that folks want to or need to use as entrepreneurs in a non-dilutive way. So if, if we can get out there with that solution all around the world, that would spell success. Amazing. And I wish you all the luck in the world in, in getting to that point. Uh, and I think that's probably a pretty good place to wrap it up for today. So thank you, Sherwin, so much for joining us on the show. Incredible to hear your thoughts on the fintech industry as a whole and, and on uh, what you're working on with Jeeves. Uh, so yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Sonny. I really appreciate the time and, and had a great time with this. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wharton FinTech Podcast. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a review or letting us know in the comments. It means a lot and helps spread the word to more listeners. 
If you want more content from our fintech community, please subscribe to our podcast channel and find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Medium, and Twitter at Warden Fintech. There you will find interviews, articles, videos, and much more analyzing all aspects of the industry. I would also like to thank our editor, Raphael Austria, for his incredible work on our episodes. Signing off, I'm your host, Anirudh Singh.